Let's, uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together. Even with the technical issues, Lord, you provide. Um, and we thank you that we can come, that we can study your word, that we can uh, share and, uh, and be around each other to support, to um, comfort, and uh, to share our love for you, Lord. Strengthen our faith. Strengthen um, our love for you every single day. May we truly become a family, part of the invisible church for your kingdom. Amen. Amen. So we've done all of that, except we're finishing worship. We're going to talk about spiritual gifts and evangelism and believers. And uh, I'm designating this last square here right now in front of all of, of you to Tony. All right. He's like, what? What? No, 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 no. I'm kidding. He just, he just ever since we met, his um, heart for evangelism, it's, it's what really comes out. Yes. Anyhow, so we, um, we talked about the church, the visible and invisible. Uh, Dave Ron talked about fellowship, and that fellowship really starts with our fellowship with the Lord. And that drives the fellowship in the church. And today we're going to talk about worship. And the question I have for you guys is, what is Worship. In your mind, in your experience, what is it? Not all at the same time. <laughs> yes, sir. So a gathering to sing the praises of the Lord. What else? Acknowledging God. What else? Yes, sir. What else? Yes, sir. Dependency. Is worship? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Worship, it's all about who God is. By worship, we honor God and submit to Him. True worship makes God our highest priority. And I love how you said it, holy cow. <laughs> wow. Wow. And acknowledge our life comes from Him. Dependence. Sing to the Lord of the earth. Proclaim His salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all God's little g. First Chronicle. So, let's go to uh, Psalm 139, 7 and 8 and Psalm 95, 6, 7. Tony, Psalm 95, 6, 7. And Kurt, Psalm 139, 7 and 8, please. And I put there, worship is more than singing because when I grew up, worship meant just the singing part. And it, I, I, I'm translating, they were alabanza, canciones de alabanzas, praise songs. Now let's go worship. 
and world worship, and everyone was waiting for the guitar to start playing. It's like, no. No, it's beyond that. And you all said it so very well. So, Psalm 95, Psalm 139, 7 and 8. Who has it? Kirk. So it's dependence. He is there. He's a provider. He is everything. Psalm 95. And we read that last Sunday as part of fellowship. Because we have that fellowship, and because we have that fellowship, we worship him. We give him everything is his. Everything is his. We are privileged to worship God. When we declare in thought, word, or action that Jesus is Lord of our lives, we're worshiping. Worship is saying who God is and what he has done. I have a few. So let's do this. Let's start with Deborah. Deborah, you're going to take Exodus 3, 1 through 6. Osborne, Exodus 34, 14. Astrid, Psalm 29, 1 and 2. Kaylin, is that your name? Yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Are you armed today? Uh, yes. All right. So let's take Hebrews 10, 1 and 2. And your mom's name, oh my God, no. She's going to kill me. She's told me 700 times. Christine. Christine. <laughs> Hebrews 12, 28. And Robert. James 4 and 8. Uh-huh. Keep going. Uh-huh. It's a lot of stuff there, right? But... It, have you ever put yourselves in uh, Moses' place? You know, you're walking down 120th going to Costco and you see a burning bush, but it's not being consumed. And you say, hold on, let me stop by a cafecito. And then I'll just go see what it is. And the bush talked to him in Spanish. In Spanish. Y le dijo, Mose, Mose. But a wood span. Moises, Moises. Hmm. But he worshiped. He worshiped because worshiping, it's an encounter with the living and holy God. And you're smiling and laughing because you can't see yourself like, it's not going to happen to me. It could happen. If God wants it, he will make it happen. He will make it so, number one. Right? All right, Exodus 34, 14. It's a jealous God. So, worship is what? It's reserved only for God. It's only God, God alone. Have you ever thought about that, that God is jealous? You know, and you, you hear the jealous mate and throwing the stuff out the window because they don't, she doesn't want him anymore, blah, 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 blah. Ah, jealousy. <laughs> she says, yeah. But he is jealous because we worship other things. Have you ever thought of God that way? That I can't do this because 
my worship is only reserved for God. Say that. You want to share something with us? Psalm 29, 1 and 2. Ascribe. What does that mean? Assign to, give to. So why do why are we supposed to do? We need to ascribe to the Lord the glory due to Him. The holy cow. Because I get it. I know what it means. I'm just using the expression that was used earlier. Only because it is like Wow! But it's not because it's just a wow, it's because the Lord has made it. And I got the point that was made. <coughs> Hebrews 10, 1 through 10. Understand it. But I wanted to hear your voice. What does that mean? What does that say? What does the writer of Hebrew, Paul, Boom! Right on. Right on. Right on. We can worship because of Christ's sacrifice. Because of what he has done. That's why we can worship. No more sacrifices. We had never actually seen that but it was constant sacrifices and constant, constant burnings, constant, constant, constant. We, in our lifetime, we haven't seen it. But they lived through that. And even Paul, he was one of them. But we don't have to do it. We don't have to do anything. Anybody else? Thank you, ma'am. That was great. Hebrews twelve twenty-eight. Reverence and godly fear. So we worship because we want to revere. And we're not, yes, we're afraid. He's a jealous God. Christ says, either you're with me or you're against me. And we're with him. That's the point of salvation. Because we're going to get it if we're not with Christ. And most churches don't speak of that. But it's going to be really bad. It's the wrath of God. Can anyone imagine the wrath of God? Because whatever bad you can think of, I think it's going to be even worse than that the pain and suffering. And some people think, it's no, it's just, it's just separation from God. It's not just separation from God. It's his wrath. It specifically says, James 4 and 8. Read that again, if you don't mind. Stop. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. That's a great promise. And we don't hang on to those promises. 
We take our time. But, uh, well, the Lord. I love uh, Veronica's shirt today. It said, uh, uh, stop, stop worrying, God. I got this. That's what it said. I got this. Stop worrying, God. But we like to suffer. So when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. So why do we worship? John 4, 23, 24, I'll get it for you. John 4. But the hour is coming and it's now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So how are we to worship God? Come on, everyone. In spirit and truth. All right, let's do it again. One, two, three. In spirit and truth. But what does that mean? What does that mean? In spirit and truth. Kurt, what do you think? <coughs> yeah. When we come to him, we're sealed in the spirit. We talked about that, right? And the spirit is truth. That's what it means. Just like he said, we have to have him. We have him. If you're in Christ, you have the spirit in you. So don't sweat it. Worship. Anything else? Yes, sir. <coughs> Say that again. If you're not born again, can you worship God? And if it's acceptable to him? I would say to you, you said to me, Lord, Lord, but I don't know you. Um, you know, that's what we talk about the church. That you truly are part of an invisible church. Is it a true gospel what you are preaching? Yes, sir. What is what? What about it? But what about it? I'm just repeating the question to you. I don't know either. That's why I'm coming back to you. Why are you looking at Kirk? Huh? Likewise. This, this, these guys are terrible. You are an elect. You will come to God. You're elected. We talked about that what? Actually, Kirk did. I, I get it. I get it. Don't justify your question and you want to be right all the time. That's different. Yes, sir. Still, still not. What do you think, Kurt? What's your question? <laughs> Correct. Correct. You all get that? If not, talk to Kurt when we're finished. The point is, is that, that it is, you could have that. And a lot of us, a lot of people are, are searching. They're searching. They have that. They don't know what it is, but they want to worship. We're all born with the worship gene, but not a lot of us are elect. I always go to the uh, thief on the cross, always. He had no time to do anything that we're done, we're doing now. But he was promised to be with Christ in paradise. And that point of recognition of God and telling the other guys, stop, 
that was his worship to Christ, to God. Ain't that something? That is, that always gets me. Because, you know, we have all the time. He was, he knew he got what he deserved. He was dying because of what he did. And he recognized that, can you see he is God? All right, Revelation 4, 10 and 11. Who wants it? Mike, thank you. Yes. <coughs> so, why is God worthy to receive our worship, our praise? He's the creator. He created everything. Did you believe he created everything? All of it. I know there's some angle there that Troy's thinking about asking, but I won't let him. So why? We worship God because only he is worthy. Only him is worthy of our highest devotion. <coughs> yes, sir. <coughs> that, that, that reminds me. It's always easier to worship God <coughs> when things are fine. When life is good, when I have a good job, good money, life is awesome. But what about when you lose your twins at birth? You know, I've been struggling this week. My assistant had twins. She was in bed for four months. Everything was fine on Monday. On Wednesday, when she went to have her C-section, they were born still. And the hardest part is to talk about God and his compassion and his comfort and his peace when people come to your office. But why? 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 And I did what I heard. I said, why God? And of course, he slapped me silly and says, because I am God. And I give and I take. Blessed be the Lord. That's when you truly know how to worship God. Otherwise, it's just a concert. And life is good and awesome. But he is worthy of our worship all the time because of who he is. And someone said that worship involves praise. Let's go to Psalm 66.4. All of us. <clears throat> I'm going to start on three. Six, say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. So how are we to worship God? In praise. Praise you, O oh Lord. Worship you and sing your praises, Lord. We are, we sing your praises all the time. All the time. Anything else there? That's all I'm going to say about praise because that we have. Now we worship him and the worship involved reverence. Go back to Exodus 34, 8. 
Exodus 34, 8. <clears throat> and it says, And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. So what did Moses do when he worshipped God? He humbled himself. He bowed his head as a sign of, I like that word, submission. That's the word I was looking for, submission. That's when we say, let's pray. And a lot of people say, bow your heads as we pray. It's a sign of humility, of submission, of, of I am nothing. You are everything. And we are nothing without him. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. and, and we have the whole Old Testament full of that. You know, his, his, his people that he showed who he was, they will go astray all the time. And he has to bring it back and said, look at me. And he would use others to show him how awesome he was. As I was, I was preparing for this, I, I was reading about worship and worship in the Old Testament and how Israel, when they divided the kingdom, how all other gods they were coming in, especially, um, and I'm going to kill a Baal. You know, how, how and we see, we see the, uh, the prophet showing who God was against that. And, 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 but they still continue to worship other gods, little g. And that is our struggle. Because anything that is a little bit brighter on the other side, we, we turn to it. Because we're not focusing on, our, on, on God, but on ourselves. And our darkness allows anything else to shine. But we got to look at him and how much he shines. He shines brighter than anything else. You get the point? But we struggle. we're going to struggle. But we need to remind us, remind ourselves, hey, you worship him because you revere him. You praise him because he is God. And he deserves nothing but your worship. Not even the Miami Heat. Yeah, all of us have our, our idols. Whether we say we don't, but we do. We do. And who is our number one idol? Ourselves. It's all about me. Myself and I, all three of us. Anything else on that? So let's go answer this question based on those three uh, verses. We just read uh, Exodus 34, 8. Um, Danny, would you mind reading Luke 7, 1 through 7? And I'll take Revelation 1, 17. And then we'll answer how is reverence for God revealed in these verses. And we saw Exodus 34, 8. You have it open. Go to, go to Revelation. Go to Revelation 1.17. I'll take Luke. Now you've got to go back. But I give you time. Luke 7, 1 through 7. After he had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at, that point, at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews 
asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him. For he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. You listen? You hear that? You hear what they're saying? And Jesus went with them. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come from under my roof. Therefore, I do not presume to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed. So how is reverence for God revealed in that story? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. What about the elders of the Jews? He loves our nation. He, they didn't say he loves God. He loves our nation. And he is the one who built us our synagogue. Quick pro quo. What a difference in attitude, right? Not because you are God, not recognizing that you are God. Yeah, you can heal people, but, but you're not God. We've seen it, but you're not God. And we need plata. And he has it. Let's give him what he wants. But the centurion, he was submissive. It's like, I'm not worthy of you to come. You wanted to say something? Man, you can write a script. <laughs> you know, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, well, maybe that's what he did when he that, heard That episode, that episode, you write the script. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it could be. It could be. I don't want to add anything to. But the point is the difference. The politicians looking for the angle and the centurion with the power that they had. Because they had the power. All they had to say was, they didn't even have to say it. They had signals. Oh. And just, you know, gone. No one knew. That just happened. I don't know. He was here. No, he's not. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, we don't like the edit. <laughs> Producer didn't like it. No. no, it's right on. It's right on. Because when you, when you come to Christ, when, you, when your heart, your mind, your soul see Christ, you see Christ. It's the moment. And I know I always say I preach it to the choir. That moment that you recognize that you were nothing, everything is Christ. You want to relive it and live it. And you do that in worship, through worship, for him and him alone. And it doesn't matter if you were raised Catholic like me or you were raised whatever. When he touches you and he grabs you, it's the greatest thing ever. And you don't want to lose it and you want to just have it and repeat it. And it's just so great. Any other edits? No? That's all I have, guys. We'll start next Sunday with uh, something else. Yeah. Danny, you want to say? Oh, we got to read yours, right? Yeah, I was, I was, because I, I, I was going to read last. So anyhow, read it. You imagine that? I can only imagine. No, that song. It's like we can only imagine. John actually 
says, at a hand. He was walk with him. This I am, what did he say to? I am the first and the last. But he said, what, I, what did he say before that? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Because he is the first and the last. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to talk about worship and worshiping you, Lord. It was a heart to truly worship you 24 hours a day, to praise you, to revere you, Lord. Remove all other idols, Lord. And we prayed that you be honored, that you be praised forevermore. Amen.